Welcome, Wildcats, to another edition of the Weber State Weekly Game Day Show. I'm your host, AC, and I'm joined by my normal partner in crime, Dustin Chappie Chapman. Love to have a home game today, man. We're excited. That's right. Big home game today, Stewart Stadium. Lots of football on tap. Going to be a great day, great weekend of football. So before we get started, I want to remind everybody to subscribe to Weber State Weekly wherever you listen to podcasts. You can catch us at WeberStateWeekly.com. We're also on Stitcher, Spotify, and Apple Pods. Please rate, review, subscribe, help us get into the ears of as many Wildcat fans as possible. We're also very active on social media. You can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram and or Twitter at Weber State Weekly. We're extremely active on Twitter, and that is the best place to interact with the Weber State Weekly team, especially on game days. We're popping off. We're letting you know what we're thinking about the games as the Wildcats are playing. So we've got a big show today. Got a lot of good stuff to talk about. We're going to be talking a little bit about UC Davis, that game that the Wildcats played not last week, but the week before and kind of what they've done ever since. We also have Casey Everett from the NAU Sports Show, part of the Big Sky Podcast Network. He's going to be joining joining us to tell us a little bit about his Lumberjacks. We're also going to be flying around the sky, taking a look at the football games going around the Big Sky Conference today and a couple of the big games going on around the country as well. Before we get started, though, we want to give a shout out to our sponsor, WildcatRack.com. You can find all your officially licensed Weber State gear at WildcatRack.com. It's locally owned and operated here in Weber County by people who love the purple and white just as much as you and I. WildcatRack.com. Go check them out. All right, Chappie, we're done with the housework here. We, we can get going. We can get talking the meat and potatoes of our show here. Let's talk about UC Davis. So two weeks ago, Davis came into Stewart Stadium thinking they were going to upset the Wildcats, and it was close for a little bit there. Wildcats had to come back and beat Davis 18-13, to 13. and ever since then, Davis has climbed up in the rankings. Last week, they beat Cal Poly 73-24. to 24. They're now up to number 15 in the latest polls. Chappie, what I want to know from you is, does that game change the way that you view the Wildcat victory over Davis? It absolutely does. And I hope that it does even more so for Wildcat fans because it's it's good. It's going to be the only ranked game Weber State has on their schedule. And at the end of the season, Davis could potentially be the second team to go to the playoffs out of the big sky. I don't know that we get three in this year. So we need Davis to win as many of these games as they can and have style points doing it because the better they look, the better Weber State looks. So I'm kind of with you on this a little bit. I I think I like half agree with you. So I think that Wildcat Nation should 100% be cheering for the UC Davis Aggies in every single game that UC Davis steps out onto the field unless they somehow meet in the playoffs this year. Weber State fans should be gigantic UC Davis fans. That said, this game against Polly doesn't necessarily change the way that I view them. I thought, I mean, after they left Ogden, I, I already, I mean, I was convinced on Davis. I just, I thought that they played an extremely good game against the Wildcats. And I'm also very low on Polly. I just, I don't think very much of Polly. 
Uh, and that, that's no disrespect. I, I just don't think that Polly, um, I think they're a couple years out before Bo Baldwin's really able to get his players in his system in and everything. And so I kind of expected Davis to blow out Polly 73 points. That was a surprise. Right. But I, I was expecting a blowout against Polly. Yeah. And, and Polly, you know, they're, they're transitioning from a triple option. That is not something that you, it just happens overnight. You know, it's going to be a little rough there, but here's going back to Davis. Here, here's the thing I like. Um, that Idaho game, you know, they, they came back on Idaho. We all were way high on Idaho after they beat Eastern Washington and they had a game in hand coming in to play Davis. And generally speaking, you know, we've, we've repeated it numerous times on this show, but the most improvement comes between week one and week two and Davis playing Idaho. Davis was on week one. Idaho was on week two. Davis, you know, really took, not took it to him, but at the end of the game, they seized the momentum and won the game. So uh, against an Idaho squad that had just had a big win against Eastern Washington, Davis was able to come out and win that game. Uh, the game that they played us here, I, I thought the same thing. I thought that they that was a very well-coached team uh, that the Wildcat defense neutralized in the second half, really the whole game, but definitely in the second half. Uh, and then, of course, last week to see the offensive explosion, uh, you know, of course, Polly was, was playing in their first game too. But yeah, I, I'm I'm high on Davis. I I really do th- hope that they win out for for our sake, and we'll see if they can can seize the number two playoff spot from the Big Sky. Yeah, they moved all the way up to number fifteen in the most recent polls. I think they still have a game against Eastern Washington as well. Another chance for them to get a big resume win and make another big jump in the polls prior to the playoffs. Again, I, I think a lot of people agree with you, Chappie, that. Big Sky might be hard-pressed to get three teams in. And right now, it's kind of looking like it might be Davis and Weber State. So we'll see. That Davis-Eastern Washington game, there's going to be a lot riding on the line in that one. That's exactly it. That that game is going to be, you know, unless Eastern has a really big slip-up, uh, that's going to be to see who gets that second playoff spot, I believe. So enough about Davis. We're going to skip the bye week. We've chronicled Weber State's bye weeks ad nauseum on this show. We've had far too many bye weeks for my liking so far this season. Let's get in to today. The big game against Northern Arizona. The Jacks coming into Ogden. And we've got a special guest, an expert on Northern Arizona, who's joining us on the Weber State Weekly Game Day Show. We've got Casey Everett from the NAU Sports Show. Casey, thanks for joining us. AC, Chappie, thank you so much for letting me come on. Pleasure to be here. How are you guys doing? Doing great. We're excited to talk some football with you and get your takes on Northern Arizona. So we got a few questions for you, Casey. First off, I think that when whenever Northern Arizona and Weber State square off, Weber State fans are a little bit spooked. This is a matchup that has come back to bite Weber State a couple of times just in recent years, right? Even with, with Jay Hill in, in these glory years of Weber State football, Northern Arizona has caused the Wildcats problems. Casey, I got to know from you, why do you think Northern Arizona is such a tough matchup for Weber State? All right. Let me paint this picture for you. NAU and a Weber State are one of the founding members of the Big Sky Conference. NAU came in in 1970. Weber State came in in 1963. There has been 53 matches between the two teams. 
NAU leads 27, Weber State leads, or uh, Weber State is at 26. I just personally think that each time these two teams get together because of all the history, because of all the years, it just brings the best out of both teams and they want to show off. They want to do what they can to uphand the, the better team at that point. And NAU, other than last year, the, the past four years before that has shown to be the better team. And then Weber was able to win last year. So really, it's 100% up in the air of what can really happen. Uh, okay, so Casey, tell me this. Uh, you know, what can we expect to see from the Lumberjack offense? I know they've been putting up some numbers. They had a last-second touchdown victory at the buzzer against SUU. Uh, what can we expect to see from that offense? Well, as we know, Case Cookus is no longer with the team. Now we'll get into quarterbacks a little bit later, but that's a big deal. Okay. Case Cookus has been part of the lumberjack for the past 15 years. It seems not really, but that's the, that's, that's the running joke in the big side conference. Now some really some other top players to kind of look at in, in the offense is wide receiver Hendricks Johnson, one of the top freshmen in 2019. Also, the really good uh, duo for wide receivers uh, is Stacy Check Wumsey and, and uh, Coleman Owen. Both have been go-to targets this spring. Uh, and really, if also if you want to look at it, uh, the running backs of NAU altogether has become bigger. All positions aside from the quarterback has become bigger, stronger, and more talented in my personal beliefs. Now, of course, there are some positions like the safeties or the corners uh, that um, are more freshmen, are still learning a little bit. But other than that, I like how it's building and I like how it's progressing. Both sides of the ball are still young, but there's room to grow. So the offense, I, I think that most people uh, around the big sky kind of had question marks surrounding Northern Arizona as quarterback position. So the offense as well, uh, there are a few question marks, a few new names on the offensive side of the ball, but I think the same can be said about defense, right? For Northern Arizona, there are a lot of, a lot of different things going on with the defense. And so Casey, I want to get your take on the lumberjack defense. What's going on with them. What's your take on the defense. Unlike last year, the defense is getting better. Once again, it's still young. The entire NAU team is young. Okay. We knew that going into the spring season. We even knew that last year or in 2019. But it needs to be said being a young defense, NAU has still been able to become the number one defense in the entire FCS for the turnover game. In uh, in two games that they played, and they use one and one, 
NEU has been able to uh, force four turnovers, one interception against Southern Utah, and one interception and two fumbles against Eastern Washington. And they can definitely play tough. So I'm really looking forward to this battle between NAU and Weber State. So are we. It's going to be a good one, uh, especially, you know, the last two years. Two years ago, you know, I know that we we went down to the Dome and, and lost, and it was kind of a painful loss, <laughs> ironically, just off of a bye week, too. In fact, ACF, I'm not mistaken, I think our last two losses to NAU have both been off bye weeks, right? Does that, does that sound correct? I think we discovered yes, that talking to Austin Tesh last week. Yeah. So, so there we go. I mean, that's of note. <laughs> uh, also, you know, of course, last year they came up here and it was a very rainy day at Stewart Stadium and Josh Davis just seemed like he ran everywhere <laughs> up and down the field. Uh, so, so Casey, one last question for you. You know, you mentioned Case Cookus. He's, he's, he's gone. I, I feel like he should still be there or still have, you know, like a memorial or something <laughs> on the sideline. But who is the QB now? Tell us about him. How, how does he look? So right now, NAU is kind of running two quarterbacks. The starter quarterback is Keandre Watti. He is from the Big 12's Oklahoma State. He transferred in as a junior. Uh, he is a redshirt junior. Uh, he is really good. He has an arm to him. He's still young in, in the knowledge game. He knows what he's doing. He knows the field really well. He just doesn't have the games played like Case Cookus did. Uh, but he can run. He can throw. He is very fast. He's very maneuverable. Uh, he did get uh, a little banged up against Eastern Washington. So therefore, the second up, Jeff Widener came in and he played the second half of the Eastern Washington game. Jeff is a freshman uh, red shirt uh, and he's just learning. He also has an arm to him and he can run, but he is learning. He learned a lot from Case since he was with NAU uh, when for the last year that Case Cookins was. And he told me that he just soaked up everything like a sponge. And you can you can really see that he's loving it out there. Uh, Chris Ball, a couple of Mondays ago, he uh, told me and the rest of the NAU fans that Jeff Widener kind of reminds him of a young Aaron Rodgers, just because he has that potential to be that good. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, Keander Rutte is supposed to start at Weber State. Everyone's saying that he just, he looks fine and looks great and ready to go. Uh, but today, I can't wait to see this. Either way, I think NAU is in good hands with quarterback. All right, that's good to know. A couple new names for Wildcat fans. For, like you said, the last 15 years, we've been able to count on Case Cook as taking the field against the Wildcats. But now, Wildcat fans got to do a little bit of homework to keep up with the quarterbacks at NAU. So, Casey, while you're here, we're going to take advantage of this opportunity, and we're going to go and we're going to fly around the sky, taking a look at a few football games around the big sky and around the country, some of the biggest games around the country today. So. I'm going to I'm going to tell you guys the games and then after that I want y'all I want you to give me your takes I want you to tell me 
who's going to win these games. So first off, we'll start out of the big sky. We got number one, James Madison, undefeated, 3-0, visiting a 1-1 William and Mary team. Chappie, I want to hear from you. What are the Dukes going to do? Yeah, so here's the interesting thing to me about this game. James Madison, this would be their first game played in 21 days. Okay, They've had two bye weeks, right? And now they're playing this game. Uh, so to me, I mean, if they come out rusty and don't look great, uh, you know, that's, uh, there, there's a very big potential of that happening. Also, I know in their last game, they, they had made a quarterback switch. There's been talk of that. I don't know if the week's off helps them in that department. Maybe the new guy has a little bit of extra time to get, get ready, but I it's, it's, gets rough. I mean, it's, you can't pick against JMU. I don't think necessarily, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's a, a slow game where, you know, William and Mary maybe looks really looks better than they potentially are against James Madison. So you're taking JMU. Is that what I'm getting? Yeah. Take a JMU. It's going to be an ugly game. All right. Casey, what do you think? Chappie's got JMU. Who are you taking? Casey, tell me the last time you heard anything about William and Mary in the top anything. In, in football, in, um, in football, in football, I I don't recall a time. Okay, I don't either. Um, I believe JMU has this handily. Um, yeah, I don't see this loss at all for JMU. So I'm taking JMU as well. And Chappie, I think that the 21 days are going to be beneficial to JMU because they had issues with the quarterback position. Gave them a little bit of time to figure things out. I'm taking the Dukes as well. Let's move on to the other game we're going to be looking at around the country. North Dakota State, the Bison. Are they back? Five and one, ranked number two in the nation. They're visiting South Dakota, who's currently one and three. Casey, we'll toss this one to you first. The Bison heading to South Dakota. Who's going to win this one? You know, NDSU looked really good last week against uh, UND. Everyone thought UND was going to go in there and win the game and blow NDSU out of the water. And, well, that rivalry reared its ugly head once again. And NDSU basically put their foot down and said, yeah, that, that, that's, that's not happening. South Dakota. They're one and three this year. It could be a little bit of a fight, maybe in the first quarter. Uh, but I think NDSU got this one. Chappie, what will the Bison do? Yeah, you know, I, I I'm I'm a little upset. <laughs> the the North Dakota State. I'm, I'm upset that they passed Weber in the rankings. You know, they they've lost a game. I know Weber's had two bye weeks, and maybe they make it up, but. Still, still think it's kind of crap that they that they jumped us in the rankings. Uh, but I will say this against North Dakota, they did look good. They looked, they were bigger, stronger, faster. They they just looked like a a better overall team. Now, the one place that I think that I was not impressed with North Dakota State was at the quarterback position. Uh, Zeb Nolan, he he, I don't know. His it's not that his passes were bad; they just weren't crisp and on target all the time. He missed a lot of throws, so. Uh, North Dakota State still, to me, you know, looking ahead to a potential hopeful playoff matchup with the Bison and Weber State, 
they, they, they look human this year, which is in my opinion, good, uh, South Dakota, you know, we saw them a couple of years ago here at Stewart stadium. It's a good program. They're struggling this year. Uh, so it's, of course, you're not going to pick, but pick against the bison in this game. They're going to win it. Uh, it'll be, you know, a reasonably, reasonably close game, but nothing to worry about too much. Yeah. I mean, the bison are going to win this one. <laughs> But the thing that I think people, uh, especially Wildcat Nation, needs to cling to is the fact that North Dakota State, like you said, Chappie, does look human. Zeb Noland really struggled. The Bison, I mean, they on the scoreboard, it looked very lopsided. But North Dakota State's passing game is not, it's just not happening right now. I think Zeb Noland was five for 13. And it, it, I mean, he threw for like 120 yards or something. However, the run game, looked good. But when you look at the dominant Bison teams of the past, they've had NFL quarterbacks, Trey Lance, Carson Wentz. And this year, this spring season, this is a different Bison team. They are human. They are going to beat South Dakota, but they are human. Wildcat Nation will probably want to keep their eyes on that one and keep their eyes on the Bison heading forward. One more thing to think about here, you know, dreaming and, and hopefully the matchup does end up happening, but what, what does a Jay Hill defense do <laughs> against a, a quarterback that isn't necessarily uh, as crisp as, as, as Zeb Nolan looks this year? It could be a lot of fun. It'll be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to it. So now let's get to the big sky conference. We got some big games today. Three of them. First off, We'll take a look at Polly 0-2, fresh off of a whooping from the hands of UC Davis. They're going up to the Inferno, Eastern Washington, 2-1. and one. You got Polly and Eastern. Casey, we'll go to you. Who do you think is going to win this one? Well, it'll be interesting to see because the head coach, the new head coach of Cal Poly, used to be, if I'm right, the head coach at Eastern Washington in the 2010s when Eastern Washington won the national championship. Now, that being said, I do not think that he has a team that is ready to beat an Eastern Washington that NAU faced two weeks ago and got beat. Uh, Eastern Washington's good. Cal Poly is not this year, at least this spring. Uh, so I'm definitely taking Eastern Washington by a lot. Cappy, it's the Baldwin Bowl. What's going to happen? Yeah, uh, Bo Baldwin's going to try to throw a couple of things in there and get inside Eastern Washington's head, but it's not going to work. They're just going to dominate them physically. So Eastern Washington, again, by by a lot. Yeah, I don't think there's a whole lot to say here. Um, I, I think that Polly's just a few years out, right? Bo Baldwin's a good coach. I think he'll get it figured out, but not this year. Uh, Eastern, going to win big. Let's take a look at the team up north, Idaho State. They're one and two, and they're heading out to Davis, California to take on the Aggies. Two and one, ranked number 15 in the polls. Chappie, Bengals and Aggies. Who's going to win this one? <laughs> Has, has any team in the conference had as rough a schedule as Idaho state this year? <laughs> I mean, they've, they've, I, I've, I thought in our game against them, I thought they really looked like a much improved team. Like a, they, they were good. They were not, they weren't terrible, right? Like they've looked in past years, but to, they, they played us, 
Then they played SUU, which they won. Then they played Eastern and they really kind of almost had that game. <laughs> and now they get Davis and then they will get Idaho and then they will have us again. I mean, talk about the, the, that is by far the most difficult schedule. That is like the, the anti Weber state spring schedule. <laughs> so, uh, the Bengals, you know, kudos to Bengal fan stick in there. The team really is better than they, than they look. Um, Davis is going to win this game. And, and I, I wonder if they're going to throw the hammer down and try to get up to 70 points again. I doubt that happens, but it's going to be a pretty high scoring game. Mr. Ever, the Bengals are visiting the Davis Aggies. What do you think is going to happen? Can you tell me or remind me, how did Idaho State do against you guys for the first game? 49-21 at home in Pocatello. At home in Pocatello. Yeah, and they, uh, like Chappie said, they almost had the game at Eastern Washington or versus Eastern Washington at home, but they're not at home. And they are at a very good UC Davis team. I just don't see, I don't see Idaho State pulling it off today. I don't at all. I don't see it's going to be losing by 40 or 50, but I can at least see a two to three touchdown win by, by, by UC Davis. I'm taking a look at this game and Idaho state has a stout run defense. They, uh, they, they caused they, they Weber state some, some issues in that game. And, for Davis, a team that relies a lot on the run with Alonzo Gilliam, I don't think that he's going to have the same numbers that he's had in games past. But I do think that Hunter Rodriguez is one of the better quarterbacks in the entire conference, and he's going to go off. I think Davis is going to win this one. All right, fellas, let's get to the game of the week. We got the Lumberjacks in town here in Ogden today, this afternoon, facing off against the number three ranked Weber State Wildcats. Lumberjacks coming in at one and one, new quarterback, new personnel. They're visiting the two and oh Wildcats. Let's go to Chappie. What do you think is going to happen? Yeah, uh, I think Weber State, uh, I think they're going to come out a little angry. I believe, I hope that the focus on the bye week, which again, we talked about ad nauseum, <laughs> was, was that they need to not come out uh, rusty. So I think they're going to get off to a quick start, but there probably is going to be maybe a little bit of a dip in the second and third quarter. And then I think we turn it on again in the fourth quarter. So, you know, I, I, Weber's going to win. If you're asking me for a score, uh, I'm going to say 28 to 17. Casey, you're a Northern Arizona guy. Looks like it might be a potentially tough matchup for both teams. Who's going to win and give me a score? It's the rivalry that's not a rivalry. It really is. Hey, hey by the way, Casey, I'm, I'm sorry to jump in here, but I love that you guys have a rivalry with SUU, and I love that trophy. We've, we talked about that on our show. That is a good-looking trophy that you guys have with SUU, speaking of rivals who aren't necessarily rivals. Right. Thank you. It's a beautiful trophy that just got introduced last year, and now SUU is leaving. I don't know if we are going to continue that tradition. Now, according to Chris Ball, we will for at least a couple more years. We'll see. I would rather 
have a trophy game against UNC or a trophy game against you. We'll see. We'll see what happens. It's up to the universities. Anyway, enough about that. Okay. Today, like AC, let me hype this up a little bit, okay? Today, NAU is at Weber State. NAU has had two weeks off, been able to get all their guys back out of COVID protocol, be able to heal, be able to learn everything, watch tapes, kind of learn how to get back on track again. So we have all of our talent back, minus Brandon Porter and a few others. That being said, it's going to be a good game today. I can't wait. I think, plus, our award-winning FCS kicker, Luis Aguilar, will also be in the game. And he's only missed one kick in, like, the last couple seasons. And that was at Eastern Washington two weeks ago. He still did a fantastic job. All right. Score prediction. Hmm. It's going to be a close game, kind of. I'm really hoping. I think the turnover, I think uh, Lumberjacks is going to get Weaver on turnovers. I really do. My hope is that Lumberjacks win by three points. My realism is Lumberjacks play hard, but potentially lose by a touchdown or two. So there's my super fan and my realism. We'll see what happens. Either way, go Jacks. All right. We'll see what happens indeed. I think... This is just such a tough matchup for Weber State. Historically, they've struggled struggled with uh, with Northern Arizona. The latest spread that I saw was 22 and a half points. Weber State's a 22 and a half point favorite. I'll tell you what, I like the Wildcats to win this one. I like Weber State to win it. They're not covering. They're they not will not. I think Weber State wins this one. I'll I'll call it. I'll say they win it by two touchdowns. I'm gonna say. 31-17, Wildcats defend their home turf at Stewart Stadium, stay undefeated, and we'll see what happens in the rankings after the weekend's over. But I say Weber State's going to win it 31-17. All right, fellas, we flew around the sky. I appreciate y'all for doing that. Casey Everett, we want to thank you for joining us. Thank you for your time. And again, this is Casey Everett from the NAU Sports Show. Casey, you're part of the Big Sky Podcast Network. How can people find you? Hey, no problem. Again, thank you so much for having me on today. If anyone wants to find me or listen to my show, I am on YouTube. Search the NAU Sports Show. I am on Facebook at the NAU Sports Show. And I am on Twitter at NAU Podcast. Um, I used to be a full audio podcast, and I am now 100% video live stream. 
It's beautiful what happens, but that's how you find me. And if you have any questions, kind of like you guys, I'm very active on Twitter. So send me a message anytime and I will reply very quickly. Thank you. Casey's got a really good thing going on with the NAU Sports Show. His his production is flawless. It's beautiful. Go check him out. He's part of the Big Sky Podcast Network. Go check out all those guys. We're covering these teams like nobody else. BSPN is the answer. ESPN is not. All right, fellas. Chappie, it's time for us to close how we always do. And we'll say Weber State, Weber State. Great, great, great. Go Wildcats. Oh!